Hey guys, and welcome back to the Natty Scene and the Eminem update with myself, AJ, and Vicky. Say hi, Vicky. <laughs> so, guys, um, welcome back, and apologies that we didn't record yesterday. Um, I don't know whose fault it was. Yeah, I mean... Sleep, sleep is certainly going up in uh, in my life, and uh, I think that's uh, it's, it's a good thing. And um, I wish that we could be saying the same for Vic. We will be soon. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's happening. I'm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I really, I need to be a bit less selfish on the sleep front and give you more. Um, but yeah, that happened. So sorry, apologies about that, guys. But I'm, I'm sure that you'd just be fine with um, obviously getting the podcast a day late. I, um, I returned the fave by uploading a vlog yesterday instead. So, um, but obviously, people are certainly waiting for for the update and here we are to give it to you so hope you guys have all had a good week as well hope you hope your, all your training and nutrition is going well at the moment and whether you're sort of starting your prep or again sort of a couple of weeks in or something like that it's probably quite a lot of people starting around at that but this point in time the bodybuilding season is kicking off in sort of early june um sometimes it, it starts off a little bit sooner with some other federations but the main natural federations start off in june so um, if you're not prepping already, then I imagine you're close, uh, or you're off season, like uh, myself and Vicky, and just lifting weights and eating food, which is quite fun. Um, so, right, getting into things, Vicky. How has your week been? I know from insider information that it's been another bit of a different week, but probably a productive one. So, have things gone? Mm. Boring, yeah. um, head fucking, um, emotional, all of the above. And yeah. the reason why I'm saying it like this is because, you know, one of my clients actually said to me that he thinks that we are superhuman and that things like getting on the scales or seeing the scales erupt in a way that you don't expect it to. We know better and mm. we know the reasonings why these are happening. Yeah. And yet, you know, we should be able to control our emotions, um, our emotions about them. Um, and yet it isn't the case, you know. These things still fuck you up in the head. Yeah, for and sure. One morning I got I got on the scales and then all of a sudden it tipped up and it said 120. Now 120 is the heaviest that I've been since like two years ago in my off season. Yeah. Where I was fat, you know, I was too fat. Um, so when that when I saw those scales, I did have a complete and utter mind fuck and my um, my mood went down for the entire day. Um, I spoke to you about it, didn't I, AJ? And we just had a little bit of rambling and, and that kind of thing. And then once you take a step back and you just get on with your day, I felt a little bit better because I was reasoning with myself in my head. But it didn't stop me from having that holy shit moment. So, you know, that was just one day. I mean, this morning on the scales, I was 116. So yeah. actually, you know, it brought my average back down to actually losing weight this week, yeah. um, which which is um, something that I was expecting because this week I haven't trained either. Yeah. It was it was supposed to be a deload week and just taking, you know, a set off every exercise and just keeping things nice and light, nothing going to failure. 
my deload session, I did lateral raises with three kilos, which is half the weight that I normally do. Um, I got to 10 reps and my muscles were burning, burning to the point where I was fatiguing so quickly. And this was on my first set. Mm. And I just thought, what is the chuffing point? So it was frustrating that I was failing on half the weight on my first set. Mm. Um, but then I started getting skin flare-ups and I had this big growth sty thing come in my eye. My sleep's messed up. My digestion's messed up. My bloating is still bad. So all of my markers are saying that I am not healthy at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fuck knows why. Don't know. My food is good, but possibly I'm not rotating my foods enough. So, you know, I might need to have a look at rotating my foods um, and various other bits like that. So, so yeah, all in all, um, work has been really productive, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've written a few articles, I've put some vlogs up, I've done some work with TRA Performance, uh, where we've talked about different ways of um, measuring body fat and okay. why one measure isn't very good, and so that video is going to go up. I've recorded a few more podcasts, which hopefully people have seen out on uh, Don't Fear the Weight, which is a really, really interesting one with Dave Crossland. Um, so if you haven't heard that one, go and give that one a listen. That's a that's a really good one to get your teeth into. Um, we had a giggle anyway. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, other than that, just like not training and being more productive at work. And then I had um, some good time with the kids, um, a good time with Scott because he's gone away for the whole weekend with work. Um, and that realistically sums up my week. Pretty boring as an update, but an honest one. So yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, just, just talking about your week just a little bit, just to touch on a few points, it's like, you know, it's like I spoke about on my story yesterday, like, the, the a lot of people take their rest days on, like, busy work days or, or times where they can fill their day up with sort of other stuff, which is great, great in a sense, but you don't, you don't realise, like, that that's taxing in itself, so I bet that you've been, you know, with you being busy in a sense this week, getting lots and lots done, you feel like you've had a rest, but you don't feel as rested as you would have done if you'd literally just sat on the sofa all week, which is an impossible thing for you to be able to do. But, you know, when you look at how we want to actually like 100% maximise recovery, when we do have our days off, it is important to sometimes just take our feet completely off the gas, like both neurologically and, and physically. Um, that's something that I've personally tried to implement a little bit more with my first rest day in the week, which comes on a day which I'm not as busy as I would usually be on my Sunday rest day. Um, I just try to have some phase in the day where I, you know, I'm off my laptop and I'm just not doing anything, so I can just completely switch off. Um, yeah. I'm certainly. Like pu- said, sometimes it's so impossible, you know. With, with oh yeah. And not surprised. Yeah. Kind of like put double of my workload on because For sure. he's not help you know, he's not helping me with the kids, he's not helping me with the washing. And yeah. it sounds really mundane. But, but it's serious, yeah. It is life, you know. Unfortunately I'm I'm not that rich yet to afford a maid, a chef, uh. a nanny, a butler, you know, and all the rest of it. So, you know, we are still normal people. AJ still has washing to do, you know. He he can sort of I, I remember he can sort of an update with me one day. It wasn't a podcast or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but we hooked up to have a, a chat and you were like, dude, I'm gonna have to rearrange because I've got so much washing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it is that case, you know, we still have washing to do. We still have kids to look after, we still have various other bits. I mean, people have said to both of us on a number of occasions, we are two of the most busiest people that they have ever known. So somebody who just has 
a job and a couple of kids who say that they don't have time to do this. You know, just have a look at what we do in our days. Yeah. We're just smart with yeah. our time. Time management. That, exactly. That's all it is. I yeah. Mean, to the point where I know it seems really daft, but I really want to have more time with Scott. Yeah. And I schedule in an hour in my diary where everything goes off. Telly goes off, laptop goes off, the phones go off, the kids are in bed, and I have that hour with my husband, and, you know, we have that together. Yes, yeah. So, you know, but it's scheduled time, because I think if you don't schedule specific things into your diary or into your daily life, you just don't check and do it. No, 100%. Agreed. So, yeah, moving on to my week a little bit. Um, mm. Training and training nutrition-wise has been ticking over really, really nicely, so... I haven't made any significant changes to training or nutrition for for quite a while. The only thing that I started implementing about I think three to three to two weeks ago was the extra rest day. Um, so that just basically means that I have now two days off in the in sort of my training week, and I'm still running a very similar split. So like push pull legs with an upper day at the end of the week. So still hitting everything at a twice per week frequency. Um, and in terms of what sessions have gone really, really well this week, I think the ones that have gone the best are definitely my push sessions and my lower body sessions. Um, both of those were just like absolutely killer. Um, and something that I have been experimenting with from a nutritional point of view is how much food I'm eating pre-session. So originally I was having just like a, a, a sort of a no a very low carb and protein fat based breakfast followed by my pre-workout meal which would usually be oats and that would be my only carb source apart from my intra-workout drink um in it around the training window pre-workout as opposed to and then having like a lot of food post-workout so instead i sort of shifted things around a little bit so that i now have two carbohydrate based meals pre-training and yesterday was like the first day of me properly setting that up and that leg session was like 10 out of 10. Um, very similar response to what you did when you increased carbohydrates in just that pre-workout meal. I had like just way more fluidity in terms of my energy levels. So throughout the session, I was just like really, really solid. I had no dip. Um, I didn't feel like I was hungry at any point and I could just train hard and consistently hard. So I didn't reach my fourth exercise and think, I want you know I want a bagel you know I, I was thinking like I want to keep going and I, I can I can keep going with, with the session so that session was awesome um training wise actually something big has changed because I've got a new gym um so yeah it's like five minutes down the road it's so close and it's um it's 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 basically a very similar gym, gym to the one that I was training at um sometimes with the leverage squat it's basically the same brand of gym they just set up another one in my back garden basically um and it's yeah it's awesome it's got loads of kit it's got a pendulum squat it's got like reverse squat it's yeah it's got fucking everything i could want um the pendulum's awesome the only bad thing that i found out yesterday is it's not drilled to the fucking floor Yeah, yeah, no shit. So I had to put two 25 kilo plates on the front and get some big rugby lad to stand on the front of the machine. So I had I had my mate Brad spotting me and then some rugby lads standing on the front of the machine to keep it keep it static. But it was quite good because every time I came up for the, for another rep, like the the rugby lad was like <laughs> 
he looked scared because I was like shouting in his face. I think I spat in his face as well. And I got like, really, 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 really fucking hyped up on one of my sets. Um, but yeah, the gym's awesome. So I'm really happy about that. The only issue is the music's crap. Um, so like I have to take myself into another environment through my headphones. Not sure if any of you guys do that, but I know that some of you have no option but to train in what I deem as shite gyms, like the gym or pure gym. And, and quite frankly, I, I just wouldn't train there. I, I, I'd travel half an hour to train somewhere much better. Um, I know that it's not feasible for some of you guys. So, um, you know, but f for me, I, I, I care so much about my sessions that the environment has to be good. I, I can't, I couldn't train in an environment like that. Um, but yeah, a big tip for you guys would be to sort of put headphones in and go after it. Um, but yeah, other than that, training and nutrition wise, been been really really good. Obviously, life wise, had you know a, a large thing go on, which I haven't really discussed online at the moment. But you know, basically a, a life changing event that I, I couldn't control. Um, obviously, close friends, Vicky, etc knows knows sort of what happened but I, I i've not really shared it online yet i i will speak about it at some point but i'm just sort of at the moment coming to terms with it myself before i start wanting to sort of put anything out there and, and have people be aware of it you know what i mean um and it's an important thing to be dealing with myself make sure i deal with it correctly and then also just make sure that my close friends know so they can support me with sort of how i'm dealing with it initially but to, to, to make sure people know, like, I'm okay, I'm fine, um, and I will be fine, and I've got a very strong family, very awesome friends, and, um, you know, these 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 things happen, and, and you just got to have your support network close in this sort of time, so um, that's certainly something that I'm doing, but yes, just to make people aware of that, and obviously it's going to, it's good, it's a podcast that will sit there forever, so, you know, if I ever listen back to these, it's something that I do need to sort of signify, because it was a big a big life-changing thing um that happened so yeah that was that yeah human Th and, and things happen to us that's it yeah. and we've got to deal with things that life throws at us unfortunately yep. it's it's like a prep you can write something down yeah. in a linear fashion and say right let's set up a timeline to have this most optimal and perfect perfect prep with deloads and refeeds and, and rest days and this and that and, and then all of a sudden you drop a dumbbell on your foot and you break it and then it's yeah. like oh yeah. Funnily enough, my my client AJ, um, he bloody busts his ankle playing football. <sighs> Silly Billy. Silly Billy. But he's okay now. Luckily, it was only it was. He sent me a picture, and it was bad. I was like, "What have you done?" Um, and he went to any, and apparently it's just a really bad sprain. It was very inflamed. So, luckily, he gave it the rest he needs, and and he's back in there now. But um, yeah, things happen, you know, things happen and we just got to be able to work around them. He, 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 luckily enough with his ankle is very good. He's just got his, I told him like, go, get, get your head on, give it the rest they needs. And he just literally sat down, didn't go to work, didn't train and just got it better. So um, that's how you got to deal with injuries, guys. Like cause if, if he, if someone like him went in and like tried to put weight on it and you just fuck shit up really badly. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, talking a bit about prep uh today's topic we're going to talk about a little bit is just when to not prep so i've actually made a few videos on this in the past on my youtube channel 
um, sort of are you ready to prep and and making sure that people are aware of the tasks that, and the, 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 the demanding aspect of a bodybuilding prep so that they know before going into it, they know, okay, yes, I, I want to do this or, or no, like, fuck that. Um, so essentially, you know, the first thing that I think is really, really important, and Vicky, I'll let you cover some sort of female side of things, but the, the first thing that I feel is really important, especially at this time of the year, and, and when I mentioned sort of people starting prep, etc., is is simply a, a matter of time. Um, people tend to think, especially when they start their first prep, that it, it's a much shorter process than they perhaps would have imagined. So I'm getting inquiries now that are for... Uh, you know, maybe August shows, which is, you know, not not too unfeasible. It's like 22, 20, 21 weeks. But the reality is I've had, well, I have five clients in an August, in August shows that had already started, that already started prep. Um, obviously, I, I still have some more clients that are doing August shows. They're still in an off-season phase. Reality is they've all got different start points. So, you know, for example, someone like you, Vicky, who like when we were sort of going back and forth about prep, um, we were like, okay, well, we'd start later purely because you're leaner and you'd already like you'd stayed really, really good body comp out of your show. You're an example of someone that could start later and totally get away with it. And in fact, it would be it would be better because you'd maximize more of your your gaining phase. The reality is coming to someone now, like I had two emails last week and this happens every year. Every fucking year, I have people come to me at about 10 weeks out, 12 weeks out of bloody body power saying they want to do a body power show. And you were literally just talking about it with uh, a girl that you were speaking to. And the reality is, guys, like, if you are for no, not being harsh or anything, but way too far gone, you're not going to get ready in 12 weeks. <laughs> There's no way you're not going to, you're not going to get ready in 12 weeks and safely. yeah safely. yeah yeah well, so, yeah safely and just like with any muscle mass left yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're looking like mo farah by the end um so <laughs> like honestly guys you've just got to put in perspective how long it takes right so i thought i'd given myself enough time last year truth be told for my qualifier i didn't i almost got beaten by james hilton who was peeled and had probably given himself maybe a little bit more time than me or dieted a little bit harder, whatever, which way. Um, and I, I almost left the door open. I didn't. James, if you listen, I beat you. So, um, <laughs> um, but it's funny because I'm, I'm prepping James this year. So that would be really, really fun. Um, how tables turn. Uh, but yeah, he, um, he showed up in condition and like, he pretty much almost beat me. Um, and a lot of people could have had him first easily. So, um, you, you've got to really put in perspective, like I said, the, the time that it takes. So by the end of the year, by Boston, I'd prep for 45 weeks. Um, now, needless to say, did I did I sort of improve conditioning by having those extra ones on top of the BMBF finals? Probably not. I think the, the, the sort of where my condition peaked was around about the BMBF finals, which I believe was about 34 weeks total prep. So... I know if 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 next time I have that similar amount of of weights to lose, which ended up being about thirty three thirty five pounds, 
um, total across the prep. If I have that similar amount of, of weight to lose, um, then I know I know I need to give it that um, that block of time at least because I look at my prep last year and I'd say it's pretty, it was a pretty efficient prep. Um, I was losing at a good rate. I didn't have any real stalls. Um, I was able to reverse diet a little bit at the end after the BNBF finals. Um, so it was a very efficient prep. Um, and, 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 you know, the same thing, just covering up and finishing the topic of time is if you give yourself enough time, you're able to actually at the end of your prep, start the reversing process before you finish prep. So you've now got the ability to actually adhere to a reverse diet because you've got the end goal of another show. So you're able to slowly work your calories up to potentially maintenance levels, sit there so that when you end your prep, you've done your final show, you're peeled, you're inside out, you're full, training performance is good, and your calories are higher. So when you finish, you don't feel like eating the whole of Papa John's. You can actually you can actually eat food. Like when I was finishing my diet, I got DMs after DMs as to how I was eating so much food. The reality was... I was still in either a very slight deficit or maintenance. And the amount that I was burning through steps and caloric expenditure, no re- no, no shit as to why I was able to eat that amount of food. I was burning through truckloads of calories and my metabolism was very efficient. Vicky's dog in the background. And um, um, and so, yeah, um, that's, that's something that I think is really important is time. So that's that's the point that I really want to hammer home. Now, Vicky, what do you think, like, in terms of girls potentially coming to you and, and sort of, like, you know, what what would it be different in terms of male versus female? What's really signifying in terms of a female potentially not being in a situation to, to, to get contest lean? Because we know a lot about females being on super low calories hormonally being in a bad place so so what do you what do you think in terms of like when you get a female coming to you and it would be sort of red lights well to be perfectly honest i think it is actually going to come down to the condition of the person the mindset of the person what their off-season diet has looked like and again time yeah you know i mean it it really really is i mean i i have now had to put in place for my contest prep clients um a vigorous application form Vigorous. Vigorous. There's so much emphasis on that. Do you ask them? Do you ask them about their cycle and things like that? And also, like, would you feel comfortable prepping a female that that had lost their cycle? Um, and is there any way? Is there any way to sort of look at that and think, okay, you've lost your cycle, but we're in a position where we can prep because, you yeah, know. Definitely. I mean, I lost my cycle in two thousand fourteen. It has never returned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was through an extremely bad prep. That was on um, how many weeks? 
I think there was about about twenty weeks of nothing, uh, no fats, no. It was just incidental fats. Dear. So literally lower than ten grams a day I was on. Um, Skin must have been very dry. Yeah, it must have been like peeling. Yeah, my lips were always really tight. My skin was actually fairly transparent and like paper thin, you know, because of all the tilapia that I was eating. Um, and my hair was brittle and my nails never grew. And um, like I said, my menstrual cycle just kind of um, dried up. Now, the thing is, um, when I do have clients who have come to me saying, yes, I lost my menstrual cycle, but it returned that is just one of those fundamental things that happen in prep sometimes it's it's not a question of if it's going to happen it's a question of when it's going to happen yeah, yeah. um if you are going into those really lean stages now don't get me wrong some girls who are going for um physique transformation for example will never lose their menstrual cycle because they don't need to be that shredded and then again for like junior bikinis i've, I've had a couple of girls who have competed in junior bikini they've never lost their cycle and they've won mm. um you know, because they've managed to get into the condition, but we've done it safely and we've done it properly. We haven't just kind of gone, right, have bloody tilapia, spinach and nothing else for 16 weeks in order to get you there. And if you still think that that is what you need to do in order to get you there, maybe for two weeks, because you're still holding a shitload or you haven't stuck to something, then yeah, all right, maybe for two weeks you can go down to 800 calories. Yeah. But if you want to do that for 16, 20 weeks, think again. That just isn't going to happen. It's not healthy at all. Um, not fun yeah, either. No. I mean, who the hell wants to do a white fish and greens diet for freaking 16 weeks? It's ridiculous. No. But, um, but no, in regards to people who have lost their menstrual cycle completely and it's never come back, um, I do have a couple of clients who have come to me in, in actually trying to get their health markers back on track. So the first thing that I will do is ask them to get their bloods done. Okay. You can easily get your bloods done through um, the GPs. The minute you go to the GP and you say, I've lost my menstrual cycle, they will run a whole barrage of bloods for you. If you can't do that, then um, just give me a, a, a DM or whatever and I'll tell you who can obviously do these bloods for you. And we'll have a look at your blood markers. Now, as long as your blood markers come back and you are relatively in okay levels, then yeah, okay, we'll still continue to prep. And as long as your body fat levels are quite good, you know, you're still not stupidly lean to the point where that is causing detrimental effects on your hormonal balance, then yeah, okay, we'll look to do it. But what I do really like doing with my female clients, especially bodybuilding clients, um, or athletics, so like the more leaner versions of, of female classes, what I like doing with those is working with them for at least three to four months in their off season. So I understand how their body works. I understand their menstrual cycle, if they do have one, uh, what kind of fluctuations happen with them. And then we will see if we're in an optimal position in order to start prep. Sure. Because if you just kind of go on and say, yeah, all right, we'll start prep, you know, what the hell happens with that? I mean, I've got a girl who I've been working with for a year. We had a really, really nice off-season, um, adding some lean tissue into it. And then she was like, right, I want to prep. I want to prep. All of a sudden, she changed her mind and said, I don't want to compete, but I still want to prep because I want to do a photo shoot. Okay, absolutely fine. Very happy with that. I'm gutted because she looks fucking phenomenal. Mm. away from this um contest prep she's uh, contest prep uh photo shoot she's still eating around about 2000 calories a day which for a female is bloody amazing good yeah she's still lifting heavy she's still healthy everything else 
And then she asked me a question about borrowing calories for the weekend because she's actually um, out and about visiting family this weekend. So, you know, I gave her my answer and I said, when this comes to contest prep and you're four weeks out, we need to be a little bit more stringent. And, you know, it's every single day you can't be borrowing calories. Mm. Um, this is the way that I do my, my prep. And um, then this big long message came through about being completely honest and saying, actually, I've really decided I really don't want a contest prep, not after going through this particular um, phase of this journey just to get photo shoot lean, because she's nowhere near stage lean. She looks great, mm. but she's nowhere near stage lean. But she is beautiful for a photo shoot now, because we've obviously tailored it back. But if she is seeing these effects four weeks out from photo shoot prep and really not feeling it and not enjoying it, she's made a really mature decision to say, actually, contest yeah. prep is good for me. Yeah. Which is you know, absolutely bob on. And I said to her, I'm really proud of you that you've picked up on this fact now. Mm. Yep. and on less calories um, and she did wave a red flag and say actually my menstrual cycle is 10 days late and I know that this happens when we're low on calories which I think there is something else going on there because at 2,000 calories and still like 60 grams of fat for this particular individual may still be low but it's still relatively high you know, for a female uh, to lose a body fat set points just might be quite um, high for her exactly mm. oh yeah Nice. So they're not muscular enough, is that what we're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll just be very, very brutally honest with them. I, I literally will say you've not got enough tissue to compete. And it's so clear. It's so clear with people that just do not, legit, do not have the tissue. And I will tell them. I will just say up front, like, you know, no. Um, and a lot of the time, it's the people that come to me saying, I want to win this. Or I want to win that. Like, they just want to win. And I'm like, if you want to win, you, you like, there's no chance. I, I just said, like, there's no chance. I know the calibre of, you know, the competition that you're going to be up against. And I, I will tell them, you're not you're not going to win. You'd be lucky to place at a regional show at this stage. Um, and it's simply because they haven't given it enough time or consistency in their gaining phases because they think that prep is actually where they're going to magically build this physique when no like you need to have the base you need to have the like the the whole background of basically running a prep but with enough calories like you need to be in the gym consistently eating your food consistently and that needs to be your priority not you know dieting and expecting to grow into the show or something ridiculous like that you know it's not going to happen the the only thing that is going to happen when you diet is the illusion of getting bigger but you don't if you don't have the tissue there initially you won't you won't look that good when you diet down. You just look skinny fat, um, and there's no point in you dieting down anyway because it's just a, an absolute waste of time. Um, so with those people, I will literally say, you know, I'll, I'll happily coach you, but you're going into a gaining phase, 
and you know this is a this is a timeline that I want you to be in a gaining phase, and it might be as long as two years. Um, uh, and you know some people, the very dedicated, will say, "Sure, let's go, let's do it." And I have clients like that that know that they're not in a position to compete or be competitive as they want to be competitive, and they will give it the time. Um, and kudos to those people because when they step on stage, they're going to do well. Um, and other people have still unrealistic goals and they want to go and do them on their own. And that's fine. You know, They'll go to another prep coach, be prepped, go through the process. But to be honest, mate, I'd rather see that happen than put them through a process, which I know is really tough. Um, I know they haven't developed the passion or the love for it yet and they'll eventually quit or because they'll find out how tough it is and they'll look in the mirror and think, fuck, this isn't worth, look, it's not worth looking like this when I'm feeling like this. When I looked in the mirror, like in my first prep and I was like feeling really crappy, I still wasn't that lean because I simply didn't have enough tissue to be that lean as other people. Like, you know, you look at people who have tons of tissue when they get lean, they look awesome because they're muscular. And when I looked in the mirror in my first breath, I was like, oh, I feel horrible and I'm not like, I'm not disgustingly peeled. But when I looked in the mirror last year, when I was on those really tough days where I just feel like, like fuck. <laughs> uh, but it was rewarding because every time I looked at myself, I was like, cool. Like, I look good. I look really cool. Um, yeah. And I was happy with feeling like crap because... I had lines in my ass, and you know I had you know a fully striated quad. You know I like that. That's cool. But I'm not going to put someone through that, through the pain of feeling like that, to look like they've got a soggy ass and no no tissue left. You know, like that's that's pointless, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just end up looking rubbish and feeling rubbish, and. Yeah, and I couldn't put I couldn't put someone up on stage like that, unfortunately. Um, I've I'm, said to, I'm in with it. I really <clears throat> I've said to some of my slightly more under muscled clients, and actually had a client last week tell me he didn't want to prep, um, because I told I told him I was like, you know, the reality is, mate, you know, you're on pretty low calories um, already, and. your only selling point is going to be your condition because you've got nice shape, nice structure, but you'll need to be absolutely diced the socks to do really well because you're under-muscled and there's people coming in in the class that you're going to be coming into that are going to be much bigger than you. And I said, this isn't a worry because, you know, I I beat people last year that were 30 pounds heavier than me. If you put people, if you put some of my pictures side by side with like Taff, I looked pretty good in some shots comparative to him and I was able to push him because I was peeled. If I wasn't peeled, Taff would have looked 10 times bigger than me because he is. If we were the same, yeah, if we were the same level of body fat, Taff would have absolutely shat all over me because he would have had more muscle mass and equal condition. But because my condition was better, sorry Taff, you're super muscle, super muscular. But I was in better shape, um, and and uh, and um, I, you know, if if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have been able to push him at all. Um, and Taff knows that, by the way. That's not me being cheeky because I came off stage and he was like, like 
you're peeled. <laughs> um, and I was like, and I was like, you're massive. So we know each other's faults and 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 sort of positives. And it's a good job that next time I'll be on stage, I won't be up against someone like that because I'll be in a weight category. So I'll, hopefully, the way that I'll work it is I'll be right at the top of the weight category, so I have no stupid mass monsters to beat, <laughs> and I can just be peeled and one of the biggest. So yeah, um, I I think that that's. That's something I'm very honest about with my competitors is I'll be like, these are your strong points. Like, this is what we need to be really good at and this is what we need to chase. And then that gets it in their head that they know their quality competitor if they start, you know, working towards their, their selling points, their strong points, you know. Like, Brian Whitaker won a world championship as a, as a lightweight he beat the middle and the heavyweight. Why? Because his strong point was absolute razor sharp conditioning. Um, and if you can do that, if you can beat middleweights and heavyweights at a world championship at the peak level, if you can win purely based on conditioning, you can do that at regional and British finals damn easily. Because there's going to be people that are way out of shape compared to you if you bring it. And the only way that you can bring it is... What have you got up here? Are you mentally strong enough? Have you given it enough time? And are you muscular enough? That's it. That's that's literally it. Have you got the guts and have you got the muscularity? If you've got both of them and you've given it enough time, you can get inside out peeled. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's all in your it's all in your hands. Um and so many people don't want to take it there. <laughs> so many people won't ever do that. Won't ever do that. You can, you can, I can, um, Jack Thorburn can, we'll actually give him some kudos this, um, this podcast. Jack Thorburn can fucking take it there. Hats off to him. Um, he's the, he, 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 he legit, hands down, is the most peeled person I've ever seen in person. Ever, 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 ever. I remember doing a, like a pump up session at Ultimate Fitness with him and we posed in the changing rooms after and it was dog shit lighting and... There was nothing left on him. Nothing left on him. Absolutely, like, he'd taken off everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, he may eat way too much protein, but he knows how to get inside out. So he's sponsored by the meat man. Yeah. Yeah, thermic effect, that's why he's so peeled. He's got so much thermic effect of protein. He's, like, churning out so much energy. <laughs> Nice, um, nice, yeah, he's a super cool guy. Cool, right. But yeah, yeah, so that's good. I mean, I'm, one thing, I did put it on my story, actually, just before we came up. One thing that I do really want people to understand is honesty. You know, the one thing that me and AJ are together and what makes us very, very unique, um, as almost like, I want to call us like a power couple, because I suppose we are in a way. <laughs> I, I, I fixed that though, I eradicated the issue. <laughs> you, did, you did eradicate it, which is perfect. Mm. Um, but that's what we strive to be with our clients as well. I mean, I have people who come 
come see me who are prepped by very well-known coaches and they come see me for some posing practice just because of the simple fact that I'm in the area. Um, so they come to me, they take off their clothes and I go, how many weeks are you? Mm. Or how many weeks are you out? Mm. Um, and he said, seven. I went, wow. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. He needs to look he shit needs, hot. He needs to look shit hot, you know? He's yep. got this thing in his mind, it's like, I, I want to win that qualifier, I want to win that regionals. It's like, well, you're either going to have to put yours... I mean, he's seven weeks out, he's doing this... No, I'm not going to talk about the, method, the methods, because I just... I think you're fucking crazy. But, mind blown. Um, yeah, um, mind blown foot methods type thing. Seven weeks out, the guy's busy, and all the rest of it. He's not on super low calories, and you can tell, you know, he's watery, he's holding a lot more fat... Um, than he should be doing at seven weeks out. I showed him a picture of one of my competitors that are going in seven weeks out. I'm like, this is seven weeks out. And we've still got fat to drop. Yeah. And he was like, oh, holy shit. I was like, yeah, you know, so you either need to go on the tilapia and fucking broccoli diet for the next seven weeks, compromise all the muscle that you've built yeah. on your upper on your half because that's where it's going to come Not from. a good plan. You've got no muscle in your lower legs. Mm. Or you pick a different show. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate.
Yeah. And my condition is what separates me from anybody else because I will go that extra mile to get that fucking striated glute. Women, nobody on that stage, I'm sorry I'm getting really angry mm. and ranty, and I don't mean to be ranty, but nobody on that stage, qualifier finals or anything like that, I had glutes. Nobody did. Yep. Not a single one. But as a female, getting shredded glutes, it's hard. You want to get to the point where, especially in bodybuilding classes or athletic classes or something where everything is based on condition, or bodybuilders got size as well, but for a condition-based class, you want to bring condition. You go on and you're holding water and people are just like, oh yeah, it's all right, it's water. No, mate, it's fat. Yeah. Because water holds in fat. Get rid of the fat, you don't hold water. There's no way that I look watery. I was shredded, dry, and there was not an ounce of fat on me. Four weeks later, I was body scanned with Dexter, and I was 7.7% body fat. Four fucking weeks later. Mm-hmm. So God knows what the hell I was on stage. You know, people Pills. put these pictures up, and they're like, oh, I'm 6% body fat, and it's like, nah, nah, you're like 12. You know? Um, so it, it's unrealistic measures, but if you get it done properly, and you have a look at it, and you want to take yourselves into those dark places, because I had dark places in that rap. Mm. You know, I spoke to you a few times throughout that prep and was crying on the phone going, fucking hell, I'm having a dark day. But guess what? I'm still ticking these boxes. I'm still walking outside. I'm That's still the fun. This. That's the fun of yeah, it. Exactly. I miss exactly. it already. So, mm-hmm. Not as much as I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so take home points for today, guys, because it has been a little bit longer as well, uh, because it is something that we're very, very passionate about. Take mm. home points. If you do not feel that you are ready to prep, don't fucking prep. Yep. Take that little bit more time out, you know? I mean, I've got it in my head that I want to compete this year. After this week, or after these last two weeks, a big voice in the back of my head is kind of overtaking that, saying, actually, is it going to be optimal? Maybe not. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a serious word with myself about it all. Yeah. But it's more important to get things aligned before you start putting yourself into that dark place. Yeah, get yourself in a position so you can attack it, basically. Give it your all. You wanna you wanna be fueled up, ready for it, both mentally and physically, um, and have all the stars aligned, or at least as many of them as you can. Um, cool guys. So we'll leave it there. Uh, usual picture. Get ready, get ready. Oh shit. What have we got? Get your epic up. Do, do, do. Cool. Wicked. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cool. In a bit. In a bit. Bye.